When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Manchester Football Social. Good evening, this is XS Manchester. Welcome to the Football Social. Now, if you're expecting to hear Forever Blue, which is on every Tuesday, we can tell you you won't be getting that today because obviously Manchester City are in action right now. I want to bring in our guests, the lovely Steve Shanyaski. Hello, Steve. Hello. Hello, Johnny as well for the first time. Johnny is joining us. Uh, you're going to be here with us. For Johnny Sharple, sorry, I didn't even say your second name. Well, are you okay, Johnny? I'm grand, thank you. How are you, Joe? I'm very well. An hour of chat with us, with Manchester City on in the background. Updates yeah. will be coming as we know them. And this is the first update for you with Mr. Ian Cheeseman, who is live at the ground. Right, so we've got Ian Cheeseman on the phone. If you can't hear, we've gone over to Hoffenheim. Ian Cheeseman, you can tell us something right now that a lot of people didn't expect to hear. And we're about five minutes in. What is going on at uh, Manchester City against Hoffenheim? Just over three minutes gone, actually, Joe. And City are already a goal down. Uh, the goal came from, I suppose, City being caught napping at the back, really, because they just seemed to waltz through the Hoffenheim team. And uh, there was... Delma Fay to put the ball in the back of the net and already it's Hoffenheim who lead this game. Certainly a great atmosphere. Remember, this is Hoffenheim's first ever home game in the Champions League. So it's a big deal to them. They're a club that have come from a little village, which is what Hoffenheim is, around about 25,000 inhabitants. Uh, they don't even play in their own town. They play in, in a town which is just close by, but it's not much bigger, actually, than Hoffenheim. We've got 30,000 people packed in here, great atmosphere, and City have been caught napping in the early moments, and they're already a goal down. We'll be keeping an eye on that. Thank you very much, Ian Cheeseman. He'll be there bringing you updates as we get them. Manchester City already goal down. So let's just speak about that. We were Steve Janjaski. Going to talk to you about Manchester It brings United. a little bit of joy to my <laughs> brings... otherwise broken heart. But Johnny, for yourself, uh, Pep Guardiola made a lot of talk about this. Is they're going to be there? Yeah, the goal down already. Beaten by Leon at home. And the best start is it's the Champions League for City. Not the best start, especially when you consider that they sort of put all their eggs into this basket to try and win the Champions League and maybe they're trying to 
lose their first three group games and still qualify for this. Well, just, let's just yeah. bring Johnny's uh, background. So you're a Newcastle fan. I am, and, and we, we've done that before. So what was the start? Of that? I, I don't remember the year. Oh, I can tell you it's 1-0, so we are going to get Ian Cheeseman back on the phone because Manchester City, that's a great game. Uh, but Johnny, you're a Newcastle fan. You were telling me yeah. about the, uh, the season where you lost your opening three. Opening three matches, still qualify for the second round, so maybe that's what City are after. They need someone like Andy Griffin, I think. To, I don't to... think Pep Guardiola has ever said that in the dressing room, but maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they do. So it is one all. So we are going to try and get Ian Cheeseman, if uh, our lovely producer James is listening, back on the phone to tell us about that goal uh, by Sergio Aguero. I can tell you a roller coaster start to the show, Steve. Scratching his beard in the, in the changing room, going, "What would Andy Griffin do?" <laughs> that is, come I on, wonder. come on. We expected better for a Pep Guardiola impression than that, Steve. Well, I just went for Dracula. <laughs> I think no, no one can really question it because there's not a United fan that's watched that Amazon thing, so no one's going to question it. Uh, Don't you worry. I bet it's secretly. Uh, John, have you watched the? Have you watched the Manchester City Amazon thing? No. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know if you said no like that. I, I said to everyone should watch it because you need to know your enemy. But we're we're our own worst enemy at the moment. United. It's just going so bad. I've been away for two weeks. Had a lovely time. Uh, except for when I went to Aberdeen, but the rest of it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so what? a lot of bleakness, a lot of abstract poverty. <laughs> Apart from that, it was lovely. And then uh, United's been broken since I've gone. It's, it's shocking. I'm absolutely... I, I'm at my lowest uh, place I've ever been with United, I think, in my entire life. It's really, really, really that is bad. that bad. What we're going to do is then, obviously this is the Manchester Football Social. Johnny and Steve will be here for the next hour. Manchester City are 1-1 at Hoffenheim. Mm. We're trying to get Ian Cheeseman on the phone. He's going to come and have a chat. We'll be previewing the United game, talking all things Champions League as well, uh, as bringing Johnny into it, because he's uh, maybe talking about Newcastle United on the weekend. Yeah. Many mm. labelling it. Could be one of Mourinho's final games in charge of Manchester United. Yeah. We're going to go straight to Ian Cheeseman. Ian, you might as well just stay on the phone lines. It's Manchester City 1, Hoffenheim 1. What was the goal like? Trust me, I'd like to stay on the phone lines, Joe, and do full match commentary. That's what I love the most. But anyway, can't do that. But what I can tell you is that City got the leveller just seven minutes after Hoffenheim had taken the lead. It was Leroy Sane down the left-hand side of the penalty area, accelerated into the space, which is something he loves to do back to Aguero, he's still had a bit of work to do he had to show some good footwork to squeeze out a right foot stab into the bottom corner to make it one all. City has settled down now they just seem to be caught napping by that early goal but now they're into that rhythm of having all the early domination of, of pace and, and obviously passing the ball around and possession and the interesting thing is that they're playing with two holding midfielders which I suspect they'll do at Anfield on Sunday so they've got Gundogan playing alongside Fernandinho and Laporte playing at left back with Vincent Cumney and Nicholas Otamendi the two men in the middle but I'll tell you what off and on at this stage certainly they're still going to go for it it's a for a penalty there I didn't think it was and the referee's pointed through a goal kick so uh, lots of action in these opening 11 minutes it's now Hoffenheim 1, City 1. Thank you very much, Ian Sheesman. We'll be going to him uh, all the way through the game and for a half-time report, where I'm guessing you can ask him what he's eating in Hoffenheim, Steve. That, what a just, life, that guy. Yeah, he's just getting you know about I mean? with his mates, watching Manchester <laughs> City. It's all right. We can now talk about Manchester United. Um, Johnny, you can help me out with this. We can dig, it. We can dig Steve a bit. <laughs> It's been a tough time for you as a United fan, Steve. Well, I've been away. You've been away. And do you know what? I always think when you go away... You've broken it again. 
What? It's the broken United. Sorry, I just got distracted. My girlfriend sent me a text about getting Indian tapas tonight. Anyway, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about Manchester United. Um, you go I away. I sent you that text. Oh, is that you? Code names. <laughs> Whenever you go away, Steve, you come back and you uh, often bring bad news with you. Do you know what? The lowest point for me before was when we lost against Sevilla and I absolutely lost my mind. Um, when we had that radio show after that. But I'm telling you now, this is worse than that. It feels so toxic from the top to the bottom. I don't know what's going... You, you can blame anyone from upper management down to... Uh, I don't know whoever, whoever's doing the nutrition or what they did. They, they look... seem to bring up that <coughs> nutritionist, didn't he? A lot in Josie well, press conference. Didn't they look tired? I tweeted out and it got... The, for some reason, the, the tweet got blocked by... Uh, Twitter because it had a fo- it had footage of the game on it, but they looked absolutely shockingly exhausted. Mm. And, th- and this was this is the one thing that they do in their life is play football. It's it starts with them on the pitch, and then everything cascades down. Everything else is slightly less important than that game that they play in. And they looked absolutely shattered. Some of them players hadn't even been regular in the regular first team, and they look absolutely exhausted. I don't know what's going on. I mean, there's, I've got so much written in me little book of thoughts yeah. here that I don't Johnny, even know where to start. Welcome to, uh, to um, Steve's book of thoughts. It looks, it looks like a manifesto that you find after, uh, like, it, a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a madman's rage page. <laughs> Johnny, what do you see when you're That's United at the minute? Do you, I mean, obviously... I've better than Newcastle for a start, <laughs> but I'm not we, here to complain about that. We've uh, got so, you to come. I know, and that's three oh, cool. three points on the board for United, and it all kickstart from there, maybe. Do so you take but, the sides of this Pogba Mourinho? I think a lot of fans are starting to realise that maybe it's both of them. Do you do you have your side of your favour on? Um, as a neutral, I think I think I can see Pogba outlasting Mourinho because I was saying to you before that there's two good managers out there that probably know how to do more with Pogba than, than Mourinho does. I got told off for saying get the best out of Pogba before because you don't think there's anything I to personally think you get two good games out of him and then he has a break for three. He can't seem to be... Cons- he's the most inconsistent £90 million player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so there's two, from two possibilities. we got one free. Two possibilities <laughs> are of managers you see, Johnny, who can get the most out of Pogba. I say Conte, yep. who I, well, I can't remember and I ain't got Wikipedia open in front of me, but I think might have crossed over a little bit with him at Juventus and then there's Zidane who he obviously looks up to as a French midfield legend and he probably wants to emulate some aspects of his career so um, I think those two will be really really positive influences over him mm-hmm. if they want to keep Pogba and don't want to keep Mourinho I think they've invested a lot more in Pogba and they get a lot more on the financial side yep. in terms of now, the publicity and stuff that he brings to the club you're, de- you're tapping into what the real issue is with the club it, they, they, they couldn't care less what goes on on the pitch when it comes to the Glazers and uh, um, what's he called, Ed Woodward? Ed Woodward. Um, they just—it's about profit. It's a hundred percent based around profit, and that's where the issue was. Where they didn't buy—it's almost the core of it all. Where they didn't give get Mourinho those extra players. Now people are liking likening the start to this season to Moyes' start to the season, whenever it was. But we've spent three quarters of a billion pounds since then on players it's not like the start of Moyes season it is way way worse than that because we've got within within boundaries some of the greatest players in the world on that pitch and it just it's not happening and one of the main problems I think is Pogba's got a little clique in the great in the changing rooms definitely got a little anyone who does a little magic handshake with him is in his little clique this is what I've decided <laughs> Mourinho's not allowed to do one 
all the there's a few players like Luke Shaw's not got a magic hand shake. I've seen a few of them though, and it's like he's got this little cliquey thing going on. Uh, Mourinho's sort of dragging players out and embarrassing them in public. This is just not how it operates in 2018. Football doesn't doesn't work that way anymore. He's he's like a dinosaur, Mourinho. I do feel sorry for him that he's not like. He didn't have the, the t- defenders that he, he really... We really needed some defenders mm. in the transfer window. But everyone turns around and said, well, you got uh, you bought Lindelof and Bailly, but so what? If it was um, Pep Guardioli, would have had... You know, they would have bought in the players and would have sold on. They bought Riyad Mahrez in. They don't really need him, but he's fantastic. He's done great for, for City. They didn't need him, though. No. So when you mention, obviously, it starts from the top and the owners of the club, uh, you can look <coughs> look at Mike Ashley for Newcastle as Don't well. look at Mike Ashley. What happens? How do you, how do you then tell the owners that they're the problem? Because they're not just going to move to one side that easily. They've got a product. They're making money. They want to keep it. Something's got to happen. The fans have got to make their voices heard louder. Yeah, yeah. Or we've just got to accept it and be on the show and just like, this it, is the problem. There's nothing we can do about is, it. This is, this is, this is billion pound business, this. The only way, the only way you're ever going to get the Glazers to even ha- get an eye to twitch is if the share prices drop. And I'm, they're just, it's just not going to happen unless United do so badly that they end up in the EFL. That's the reality. The EFL. Don't talk about the EFL. I'm telling you now. Can you imagine? But that, that is the EFL. only way you're going to get the Glazers to flinch. That is the only way the share prices are going to drop. Otherwise, they'll still be in the Premiership and they'll still be in the same situation. And that and that is that. That is that. Even if the even if the fans turn their backs and watch the entire game facing the other way, it still wouldn't affect share prices. It wouldn't. It wouldn't matter to the Glazers or Edward one jot. And that's that. And that is a sad state of affair we are in. I can tell you the other scores. Uh, Juventus 1-0 up against Young Boys. Um, obviously, that's in the same group of Manchester United. Uh, and Steve's got a, ver- a, ver- a ferocious cough. You, are you all right? It's me rage cough. <laughs> it's me rage cough. I'll tell you something else as well. We don't, we don't even have a captain. We don't even really have it. We've, we've dropped Pogba. I've got a theory that, that, that in the old school days, you'd have like key, you'd be frightened to death of your captain. And now we've got a load of players that don't really seem committed. The way they should do it is they should get round to Carrington, they should electrify the fence, put a load of cricket bats, boxing gloves, weaponry, crossbows, anything you need. Uh, my mum's uh, wooden spoon, she used to give me a tap if I was a naughty boy. Mum's wooden spoon in there. And um, they, they should battle it out. Battle Royale style. <laughs> to find that. next Amazon Prime yeah, for a That would be a great show. And, uh, and, and the winner, when they finally get down to the, maybe the last two or three people, I mean, I, doubt, I, I can't even begin to think it would be. Maybe Valencia looks a bit tasty, I think. But then just when they think they get down to the last person, behind a corrugated iron garage, like on uh, an old computer game, Final Boss, it's Sam Allardyce. <laughs> and not only is it Sam, he's raging because someone's told him that he's just, they've seen you let your dog do a mess on his garden. He's raging. Is he absolutely fuming? That is, that is final boss Sam Allardyce, and that's the way you want to decide United's captaincy. Well, I'm sure they're the going to consider guy. that, because we know the United board do listen. Um, <laughs> do you, um, yeah. Johnny, see uh, the captain as an important role? Because this is a theme that I uh, ask people quite a lot. There was talk of the captain's role you know, being lessened in the modern game. You don't really need that Roy Keane. But what do you rate? Do you think you still need that hard captain? I think can... you still need someone to be the person that goes between the manager and the, the players. 
but they need to be on good terms with the manager and they need to be on good terms with the players. And is there anyone at United that's on Manchester United that's on good terms with both the players in the dressing room and the management and potentially probably not? Pogba's on Matic, I would say. That is yeah, about it. Matt, he loves Matic. And one matter, I think, is on good terms with yeah. with um, with Mourinho, and I think he's probably well respected in the dressing room because he seems like a lovely little man. Yeah, but he doesn't. <laughs> he does seem like a lovely little man. You are correct. He's not first team pick, and that's the other weird issue. He's a great player that should be on every week, and Mourinho's not picking him. I think they've got a lot of you've got a lot of players that sort of play that same position, especially mm. Pogba's. Supposed best position is exactly the same as Matter's supposed best position, and who are you going to pick out of those two? Sanchez has um, well, reports, the Mirror has um, released an article. A new, saying, a new piano album. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you remember when he, when he, when he, beca- when he signed? Oh, yeah, all right, I put him in the Mirror. He uh, could play the piano. He's like, he can't even play the that's piano. The best well, thing mate. he did for Manchester. He can't United. even play the piano. Of course, you can't. But they say in their papers that he is unhappy with the decision he made to go to Manchester United and leave Manchester City behind. I mean, there was so many things about the City deal. One, he'd guarantee a Premier League uh, title. Uh, and two, the money wouldn't be half bad. It wasn't like they were paying him 50 grand a week. I'm sure he'd get about 200 grand a week there. And and three, the Champions League is a, is a big opportunity for City this season and another Premier League in the bag. Do you think that we've lost Sanchez as a player now? Is he someone like a, which we've all been there before at United, Di Maria, Depay, is he, is he sort of that attacking flair he's, he's that hasn't clicked with the club? He's one of the worst ever in the history of United's purchases. He can't, yeah. Per, well, per pound, mate, he's, like, he's the highest played player on that pitch. And he's the worst, he's not even first team pick anymore. I mean, it, he might pick him tonight, but if he if he does pick him, he subs him. What He's got a serious attitude. Now, he's go back to the captaincy thing. The captain, have <clears throat> you ever been on a treadmill and you get a bit tired and no. you just think... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on one tonight, I've been ordered to. Okay, well then... <laughs> Tell me what's going to happen. You'll be going on the treadmill and say you've got to do 30 minutes. When it gets to 25, you'll be absolutely exhausted and you want it to end. But somehow, you'll put a really heavy tune on, some nasty bit of like Tchaikovsky or whatever you listen to, <laughs> some weird stuff. And, um, and you stick it on and you dig deep. And you push through and you'll get through to that 30 minutes and then you'll, you'll feel euphoric at the end. A captain, when there's no energy left, when everyone's battered, will drag that team up and say, get back on that pitch, we've got to win this. For all the fans that are sat around that have come from all the little worlds and all the universes to sit there at that one given moment. And it strikes me that United players have forgotten that the fans are there. They forgot that they exist. And that is the whole reason why they're playing on that pitch is because of everyone that's sat there and the, the, the stories behind everyone that has to that has to like save up and buy a season ticket and stuff, I wouldn't even want to know. It's a disgrace the way they're playing at the moment. To be to be quite frank, it's shameful. They're saying they had the sprint statistics on Jamie Carragher's one Monday night football thing, and United's were the lowest by like a, a, an absolute mile. You know, and, and this is a team that was losing the game and weren't even chasing it down. There's a massive attitude problem with every single player on that pitch and they need to remember why they're there and it's because of the fans. Forget Mourinho's attitude. Forget Ed Woodward. Forget the Glazers. They're there to win games and they're there to work hard and even if they're not winning, 
I want to see him working hard. And this is always you, been my you issue. You are right. I can't. It's been my issue. There's nothing you've said over the last five minutes. I can't argue. Ever the since treadmill you... thing is brilliant. I can understand that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't That's run out of power. It's not to do with liaising with Mourinho and putting up with his nonsense. It's to do with dragging the players up. Stevie Gerrard is a, the best example of a great captain. He would, except for when he uh, said, don't slip up, and he slips up. <laughs> that was the greatest moment in football in probably the last 10 years. <laughs> but do you know what? The way United are playing, they're not even going to compete with the top seven, let alone the top four. This is prediction. how serious we're talking. How. The problem is, this is how serious the problem is. Eight double seven double one. if you want to have a text uh, and get your uh, opinion read out on air, also give us a call 0345 Johnny's going to have one of my games soon, which I'm sure Steve will love as well. It's called the Miles Game. I'll tell you all about it soon. Johnny, you are you. You spend. I'm not going to say you spend a lot of time on Twitter, but Twitter is your your playground. Like Steve Shonyaski's is uh, the comedy story Manchester. Or, That's et right. Yeah. <laughs> United fans, when they have a breakdown on Twitter, are they is they some of the worst? They're not the worst I've seen. Um, in my time on Twitter Arsenal fans used to be really bad for it obviously everyone knows about Arsenal fans Liverpool fans were really bad for it for a while and obviously I think the more the football's improved the better their attitude seems to have improved which is sort of the inverse of what happens with a lot of people but um, United fans uh, they're not as bad as I follow a lot of Newcastle fans I think we're a lot worse when it comes to it but we got worse owners worse players worse and you stadium. feel bad for yourself, Steve. Look at Johnny. <laughs> He's in. Where's players crying? The Mike uh, Ashley thing must be a nightmare. I can only empathise. We've got something else. We've only got a mild version of that with the Glazers, but you never show up anymore. We're going to speak yeah. to uh, Ian Cheeseman, get more updates on Manchester City against Hoffenheim. It is one all if you've just uh, tuned in. We got a goal straight away after we came out of the news. Then it was an equaliser from Aguero to make it 1 1. Uh, I've got a game for you coming up after this. And we'll be previewing Manchester United against Valencia and talking about the other news around the world in this beautiful game we call football uh, you want to get in touch eight double seven double one. drop us a text give us a call you can call us you know Steve <laughs> 0345 and we'll be right back after this this is the Manchester Football Social Good evening, my name is John McGrath. This is the Manchester Football Social on Excess Manchester. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be here for about another half an hour, making sure you get the latest on Manchester City against Hoffenheim, all the way in Hoffenheim, which is one of the... Uh, it's going to be a theme of my quiz, by the way, that later. My name is Joe, Steve Shonyaski, Manchester United fan. Hello. And no Ian Cheeseman, who normally sits on this show. Uh, we brought in Johnny Sharples, who... Uh, he, he's doing a very good job in replacing Ian. Thank you. Just don't tell him that when he comes on and tells us that um, City are two on up. Uh, what can we, uh, we can tell you? The Manchester Football Social is a podcast. So if you like what you're listening um, and you just want to listen to stuff again, yesterday's show, the previous shows of the week, the full time Devils Takeover also is on Thursday. Uh, if you want to hear United fans call in in their, uh, in their hundreds, I expect, on, on the weekend. And Webby. Week. And Webby's, Webby's voice is something to be, truly something to be. It's, it's a great voice, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. It's the most Mancunian man I've ever heard of, mate. Life, it amazing. really is. What you can do is you can download the podcast, go to wherever you get your podcasts, search Manchester Football Social, and we'll be there. Give us a rating, little five cheeky five stars, Steve. Yeah, oh, I've done it. Oh no, I'm not allowed. Oh, you're not allowed. <laughs> not allowed to sell. Right, it's a game. You love the games. <laughs> it's a very simple one today. Hoffenheim. No one had a clue where it is. No, so it's in Googling. It's in Germany. Yeah, yeah. Ian, yeah. Ian's fact there saying that there's only 25,000 people who live in Hoffenheim. Uh, we are going to do a game where I'm going to give you a stadium that one of the Manchester clubs are playing in the Champions League. 
I'm going to give you two of the stadiums. Which one is furthest away? You're going against each other, so no conferring, okay? Very simple. I'm going to give you Manchester City, Leon in the group. Leon, Leon Olympic Stadium. Is that further away than Hoffenheim Stadium? From here. From here. Technically, Manchester Piccadilly Leon. Station. Oh. Leon or Hoffenheim. Uh, how, how? So, down in the south of France or over in Germany, which one is closest? Oh, I know it's not in the south of France, so I think I've got oh, an no. advantage. It's <laughs> in the <laughs> northeast, <laughs> I think. Oh, no, no. I, well, I don't know. What are you going to go for? <laughs> I'm going Leon. You're going to go Leon's closest to Manchester? Yeah. Closest? Well, it's going to have to be, in it? Because you would you would fly over it to get to Germany. It's not. What? 789 miles away is the Leon Stadium, whereas Hoffenheim Stadium is only 730 miles away. Oh, oh, this is, isn't that it was tight. What a great game. Someone now, Wikipedia. Yeah. The pages. I've got all the maps up here. I can tell you that there's a couple of toll charges if you think oh, about if, driving. Oh, are we down. doing it if we drive there? Yeah, by the crow flies. That's oh. the same as the amount of distance that Pogba's ran in his entire career. <laughs> his entire career. Yeah. We're going to go with Juventus' stadium. Obviously, Manchester United will be playing them soon. Okay. Or Looking forward to that. The Young Boys Stadium, <laughs> which right. I cannot pronounce at all. But where are we going for? Young Boys or Juventus? Was it Young Boys was... Oh, I'm going to have to go for Juventus. His closest. Yeah, his closest. His closest. Yeah. What are you going to go for, I'm going to have to go for Young Boys. Make this a bit interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Switzerland, I think. Steve, you are wrong, which means Johnny... Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. And his first one. Aren't you, Johnny? And, uh, yeah. Well, I've seen the way you look at him, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> one nil, Johnny. Uh, I can tell you it's still 1-1. One, one. That was my game. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed it, Johnny? Yeah. One, <laughs> it's the closest Newcastle going to get to winning anything this weekend or yeah, in the future. So. Uh, we will preview that game shortly. Manchester City in action as we speak. Um, City carry on the pressure. Uh, I want to speak to you both now about the top of the table. <sighs> Yeah, so it's not something I'm familiar with. At the no, moment. it's we not. Exactly. Different page of teletext. That, that I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> the the, um, the the three that are leading the way: Liverpool, Chelsea, and City. Mm. Do you see them, Johnny, carrying on all the way to the end, and it being neck and neck? Does one of them fall off? Does two of them fall off? Do you, who, who do you think will be there at the end? That very tight little group. I think City will probably. I think City will win it, but I don't think it will be as easy as it was last year because I think Liverpool made the right signings. They backed Klopp, which is unusual for the teams that we support in this room to have their manager backed mm-hmm. as, as much as Klopp was. Um, and I think Chelsea is still a bit, a bit far away from where they need to be to really push those two right to the last couple of games. So I think they'll probably finish third, and then. Yeah, I think it'll be City, Liverpool, Chelsea, mysterious fourth place. And in your mind, where do you see um, Manchester United ending up? Second. <laughs> Again, dream. like we last dream. season. Dream the impossible Oh, dream. we've all dreamed to be second, haven't we, United fans? Oh, my God. In fourth place? I can, oh, where United have finished, not fourth. I can see, oh, I don't know, Spurs, Man United and Arsenal all going for that fourth place. Mm-hmm. It could be any of them. They could all fluke their, their their way there. They could all they could all suddenly come into a bit of form and, and run into fourth place. Um, for now, I'll say I'll say United for. Is that because there are currently two United fans just staring me down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you think a bit deeper, if you if you were to base it on current form, let's look at, look at, look at it that way. 
Based on current form, as of now, what would you think? Well, what's that if question it, to, to you then, Steve, afterwards as well? You've of course. Got Based on current form, if it was, you know, extrapolated all the way through to the end of the season, it would probably, I think, be Arsenal in fourth. They've come into it a bit more. They've sort of worked out their system and how it's going to work and put their big players in and worked out how Aubameyang and Lacazette can play together. And maybe if Czech is now injured and Lino comes in and he's played well for that when he was brought on at the weekend... I think they might be the team that goes into fourth, but it's Arsenal, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah, a natural yeah. home, but it, it's been a bit distant for them the past couple of seasons. How do you feel then, Steve? Well, look, first of all, I'll go straight into United because they're not going to be in the top four on current form because drew against Wolves, lost against Brighton, lost against Spurs, lost against Derby in the... Uh, uh, Sports Drink Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Can we say Carabao anymore? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Other energy drinks are available. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. they're, they're, they're not like Carabao, mate. <laughs> they won't even go there. I'm a big, the biggest fan. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then West Ham. So current form. No wait, it, we're in the right place at tenth position, mid table. United right now are in the right place of their form, their attitude on the pitch, their effort or lack of effort. This is why they need to seriously get a grip in there. So <clears throat> I tell you my theories. So, City top as current form. And the reason being, uh, I think Liverpool second because Salah is just not having a great season. And he was their talisman last year. I know they're doing okay, but there's only so long you can maintain that. And you've got big games coming up. And they were, you know, they were struggling against Chelsea initially. Um, So, I think Liverpool just won't have that, that consistency that they need that they had last year because Salah's off form. Just not playing, whether it's because of his injury last year, whatever that is. And then third would be because of Hazard, Chelsea. I just think Hazard's just come into some um, spectacular form at the moment. And that's that's post World Cup, whatever that is. Do you think people get away with Hazard's form? Or do you think it is, Johnny, as good as people are saying? I think he is a spectacular footballer. I think that you just have to look at that goal in the sports drink cup that he scored against <laughs> Liverpool. And it was just phenomenal. Yeah. And I know you can say he was against Moreno and things like that, but Moreno is, I was going to say, not a bad player. He's, um, he's, a, he's, a decent, he's decent enough to be a Liverpool squad player, so he's decent enough to be a Premier League player. So he should, in theory, be able to stop Hazard. And he just, he just couldn't, and he walks around the, the Liverpool defence and slotted it up, you know, and do my live match commentary of yeah. a match that was a week ago now. Um, but I think, he, that yeah, that, that goal was incredible. And just every, just watching me and he just glides around the pitch with his massive behind, just knocking people out with it and keeping his balance. And he's just, he is just phenomenal. I think he is, when someone said he's probably the best player in the Premier League, I think on ability and, and form at the moment, he's definitely up there. Yeah, and you can't really argue with that. I can't argue with it at, that, the, at the moment. That's my theories. But I will say this. How can you... How can you be played, paid so many millions a year and be so detached from reality that you just don't feel motivated when you're on a football pitch surrounded by whatever United's capacity is, 87 or 70, 80,000? Yeah, 75. 75,000 people shouting at you, score a goal and you're not motivated. There's something seriously going wrong there. Let's just... Touch upon whilst Johnny's here, the bottom of the table, no offence Johnny, but we know sometimes <laughs> right. we don't really say, we neglect the bottom of the table, but you know, United could be down there uh, at the end of this weekend, and the current three <laughs> at the bottom, Huddersfield uh, having a bit of a shocker, Cardiff uh, and Newcastle all sharing two points, um, all played seven games, but New- Huddersfield with the worst goal difference. Does, do you have any reflection Johnny on how 
it will stand at the end of the season. I think so. There's us three. Um, Burnley could struggle. Obviously, they won at the weekend. Um, and Brighton could also be sucked down at some point, although they've started off, they've won against United. They've got a really good manager, Chris Hutton. I love Chris Hutton so much from what he did at Newcastle. I should really set up a stall on Market Street and hand out leaflets <laughs> about how much I love Chris Hutton. Um, but I think they'll they'll be safe. I think it's probably between us five I think Fulham have probably got enough of the promoted clubs you'll always look at them to be struggling and Wolves Wolves are sort of Wolves are great they're, they're not great really a, they're not really a promoted club in the way that you probably think of promoted clubs should be because they they have the talent that was Premier League level while they were mm. still in the championships and while like Ruben Neves and then they get Rui Patricio on a free transfer and stuff like that so they're obviously a, a, a level above those teams struggling at the bottom so I think those are in their natural place and I think it's Three from those five, probably. I think mm-hmm. Fulham are a little bit safe, and the others have got you know they've got some good talent. Cessignon's just an incredible player when he's when he's in form and stuff. So I would say Huddersfield definitely because it's quite sad about Huddersfield because they were such a they've got such an atmosphere in that stadium, and they were even City were worried about them. Was it three years ago, two years ago, just before they came up? The United famous got beat against them last yeah. season. Well, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything anymore, <laughs> does it? Doesn't mean anything. Does it really? Anymore, does it? <laughs> it's a bit sad, that isn't it? Do you not think? But um, they, they they're a very passionate and a great little sort of northern um, story that I just I just wish I do hope they stay in the Premiership. But looks as it is, no, not really at all. It's not going to happen. I think. Sorry, Fulham have the advantage that they're going to get if they were struggling come January. They've got an owner that will back. He's already spent hundred million quid. Mm-hmm. He'll back them again. I think the other clubs that are down there probably don't have that sort of luxury of, of a man of a of a chairman of an owner that will back they the manager to, to, into the hundreds of millions. Others will have to go out selling grass and scrap metal and turf and stuff. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, tickets, tickets the stuff. Producer James, who is uh, obviously our producer, we've got to go to a quick break now. Is just we've got a communal box of crunchy nuts, and he's just put his hand into the communal box of crunchy nuts, dug out a handful, and he's munched on them. I have my breakfast for them crunchy nuts, so I'm going to go tell him off. Uh, we're going to be speaking to Ian Cheever half time report. We're also going to be uh, talking more about the Champions League. Uh, Barcelona in action against uh, uh, Spurs, obviously, uh, and Manchester United against yes, Valencia. Valencia. Just happening down the old Old Trafford. So that's coming up. Your halftime report. I can tell you, it's still one-one shit against Hoffenheim. We're going to be speaking more against uh, Manchester United against Valencia. Speaking to Mark, who's at Seattle Trafford as we speak, uh, and getting all the latest and the build-up. Uh, I'm going to go tell James off because he's eating me crunchy nuts. This is the Manchester Football Social. Welcome, this is XS Manchester, thank you for listening. My name is Joe McGrath and we are talking about Manchester City and Manchester United, both in Champions League action tonight. City are kicking off as we speak, uh, about one more minute of extra time uh, in the first half. It's 1-1. As soon as that first half is done, we'll have Ian Cheeseman, who's over in Hoffenheim, uh, coming on having a shout with us. Every time I say Hoffenheim, I just don't think I've got it right. Uh, Manchester <laughs> United against uh, Valencia, Old Trafford. We've had Steve Sports, we want someone else who's just down at the ground today as well. We got Mark on the line. Are you okay, Mark? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm very well, Mark. Well, I don't know if you've been listening, but we've had a bit of a nightmare on this show because obviously it's not going well for Manchester United at the minute. What's your perspective of it, Mark, as a as another fan that we can get on the air? How confident are you going into this game? What happens if they get beat? What's going on with Manchester United? Uh, well, from, from, from a fan's perspective, you know, it's, if, if if we get beat tonight, we get beat. As a fan, as a as a as a game going fan, 
If I get me tonight, I'll still be there next Saturday. Uh, we'll have the international break, and I'll still be going down to Stamford Bridge after the international break. So the results doesn't matter. The result is is whatever because as as as, as a fan, we love the club. We lose or draw, so we we back him, and then and then that's it. Obviously, we want we want to see our team doing well. We want to see him winning, but. The, the, the results it, it is what it is. We'll, all, we'll always love the club and we'll always keep following him. I know, yeah, and I can only say there's so many fans like that who will do it to the to the to the die. United, just uh, do you feel like you're getting what I, I'm trying to get? Is do you feel like you're getting back what you're putting in to United, or do you just think that you know do you, do you love United shine through? But are they putting back what you're giving giving them? Oh, definitely not. You know, you, you, you can see that through the performances on the pitch. You know, you, you have. You, there doesn't seem to be any, any any passion on the pitch. You know, I think you look, the, the prime example is who is our captain? Mm-hmm. If you looked around, if you looked around our squad, could you pick a captain? We have Antonio Valencia. He's been a, he's been in England for how many years? So can't speak a word of English. And then after that, you've got well, obviously it's not it's not Paul Pogba anymore. But who is it? We don't know. Does anybody actually deserve to be captain or look like they deserve to be captain? Are they playing for the shirt, playing for the badge? No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it, you know. And, and then that, but then does that also come from the manager? You know, the manager's going into press conferences. He's down. He's moaning. He's making excuses. But so, it's, it's, I think the, the club seems a bit a bit toxic at the moment, and I think. The fans are doing our bit to try and bring the club out of it and try try and back them, but we're not getting back anything on the pitch either, really. No. Oh, well, let's, let's finish on a positive, then, because I'll let you crack on with your game. Is there anyone who's playing for Manchester United this season that put a bit of a smile on your face? You're positive, so you can see them doing well over the next couple of months, whoever's in charge of your club. Is there anyone that's sort of stood out for you? Uh, Luke Shaw. I think, I think Luke Shaw is... Um, he, he obviously, he's, take, he's taken a lot of criticism from Jose. Um, he seems to have got, got his head down. He seems to have lost that little bit of timber he was carrying that Jose called him out for. Yeah, um, aren't we know, all though, Mark? <laughs> <Aren't we all? laughs> yeah, no, but I think I, I think I think Luke Shaw's looking looking a looking a positive, you know, and he's, he's putting he's putting in performances. He kind of looks like the old Luke Shaw before before he had he had that leg break. So uh, yeah, he's, he's looking good. But like I say, like, like I said at the start, the results the results. The fans will still back. Manchester United because it's you know it's like support, supporting a football club it's it's a love like no other you know we, if your missus was doing your wedding you wouldn't get straight away <laughs> <laughs> you know Mark, what I mean <laughs> I think on that one mate we'll leave you to it thank you very much for giving your time tonight Mark and you enjoyed the game yeah no problem cheers Mark I'll Ge- try to. No, cheers right. Mark cheers. thank you very much well it's just people like him who just go home and away and you think why aren't they doing it for them on a pitch and you brought it up before Steve that why can't they just give back what a man like Mark gives to them just it, a bit annoying, isn't it? It's it's, it's unbelievable. It, it seems almost unreal to me that they get paid so much and they can't put. That's the one thing they're there to do is put the effort in on the pitch for ninety minutes or ninety minutes plus. They should be just going out there, absolutely trying to lose their knees, lose their muscles, <laughs> lose their knees, <laughs> lose their knees <laughs> mate. Just you go out there, and you lose your knees because you will eventually lose your knees. Ian Cheeseman is in Hoffenheim. <laughs> Ian, have you any of your players tonight for Manchester City lost their knees? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
No, no, but I'm very amused by the conversation and certainly uh, as a long-time City fan listening to United fans now feeling so uh, woe is me. It's, it's music to my ears. Jeez, Jeez, man, what, what are they... They could, they could they play... We are playing into your hands. I don't know what they're doing at United, but we're becoming a bit of a joke. Yeah, thank you, Steve. That's a perfect analysis. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, don't mention any more now. What's going on in Hoffenheim? I was at half-time, Ian. Yeah, half-time. It's 1-1. City made a bit of a sluggish start. They were caught napping in the first minute. Um, it was a, sort of a nothing goal, really. Uh, but it was scored by uh, Belfordil, and he just broke sort of, through the gap between left-back and uh, the left-sided central defender. And City have got a left-sided central defender at left-back tonight in uh, Americ Laporte, who's not used to playing in that position, although he supposedly can play at left-back, but I don't think he's been particularly solid as a left-back tonight. He's a very, very good defender, and I rate him very highly. But he just doesn't look right, and looking ahead to the game at Liverpool at the weekend, that would slightly worry me against Salah, but... Once City had got a goal behind, they started to settle down. They got a goal back quite quickly. Sergio Aguero scoring the goal. Uh, it was a nice build-up. Involved Leroy Sane down the left-hand side. Played it into the middle. It wasn't one where he just stroked the ball home. He had to do a little bit of work and toe-poked it home, and it was a good goal. And Aguero's had a couple of other chances since then. One set up brilliantly by David Silva. Some great play through the inside right channel. Phil touches. I don't know how he does it, really. That's why they call him the magician. But he set him up, and Aguero's effort uh, in the end uh, was, was over the bar. And then he had another curling effort seconds after that was tipped over the bar. And it's been mainly City that had most of the possession. But every now and again, Hoffenheim come forward. The home crowd get right behind them. They start to drive on with power and authority. The big lads particularly up front. And City have just occasionally looked a little bit dodgy at the back. Little ball. And it's often down City's left-hand side. Ball played inside the penalty area. Uh, and they don't look particularly convincing in that situation. But 1-1, at the moment, I would back City to go on and win this game because of the way that they're dominating the football uh, and because of the quality that they've got. And I think Hoffenheim might also run a little bit out of steam. But it's a big game to them. It's the first time they've ever played at home in a Champions League game. So brilliant for them to, to be in this situation, the group stages of the Champions League, from that little village that I mentioned earlier on to this now big city club, you might say, which is right out in the countryside. So I'm pleased for them, great atmosphere. City starting to get to grips with it, and now I would expect them to come away with a... Perhaps it might be a narrow win in the end, but as long as they can get the win, then the Champions League uh, challenge is up and running. What are you going to do after? You're going to celebrate with City? You're going to go? You're going to look for a few bars, some sort of massage thing going on there, some places like that. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> just, just, just you to think of that. No, uh, three o'clock in the morning, yeah. two o'clock your time. I will be up and on my way in the what? car back to Cologne Airport for a nine o'clock flight oh. so I can get in there to present Forever Blue tomorrow night with David White Rodney Marsh on the Always ball. a plugger. Forever Always Blue. a plugger. <laughs> what have you ate out there? What's, what's, what's the local Hoffenheim speciality? 
Um, well, you, you know that Bratwurst is very big over here in Germany. Yeah. And uh, the pre-match meal in the press room was Bratwurst with a bit of potato salad. Um, <laughs> sauerkraut? Any sauerkraut? Nice it sounds lovely. I had, I had a bit of that yesterday. I had a bit of that yesterday going down the Rhine from Cologne. We stopped at Rudersheim, which is quite a well-known place for English tourists. So people might have visited the nice little quaint place on the banks of the Rhine. And I had a pork knuckle with sauerkraut and dumplings. It was delicious. Wow. Ian, on that note, we won't be speaking again, but we can make sure we keep up to you. Forever Blue tomorrow with you and David White. All the fallout from tonight's game. Enjoy the rest of your trip, Ian, and get home safe. Thanks, lads. See you later. And that was Ian Cheeseman talking about 1 1. He had pork knuckle. Can you imagine? Oh, I've, had, I've had pork knuckle in uh, Berlin and Munich. Oh, sure. It's fantastic, mate. Um, Manchester United's team is out. Have you got it in front of you, Johnny? I've got it. Do you want it reading now? Can you, like, in a dramatic way, if possible? I don't know if I can no, do drama. Just, well, just well, read, this is, this, some of them names on there well, go on, read are, it. are the ones that? I expected he would Who, play, even though on? they're off form. Here Got we go. David De Gea, Antonio mm. Valencia, Mike Smalling, mm. Eric Bailly, Luke Shaw, Mauran Fellaini, Nemanja Matic, Paul Pogba, Marcus Rashford, Romelu Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez. No place for central defender... McTominay. No, no. <laughs> I think what there's a that? key reason there. The, the first thing I see, yeah, Valencia's captain. We've got such an absolute unit of a midfield. Paul Pogba, Matic, and Fellaini. That has to be the workhorse area where you get the players up and down, up and down, up and down. The skulls area, the NES area, are quick, and they get the passes and they throw it through to uh, Sanchez and Rashford. You've got such a beef, beasty kind of midfield there. Is, is that one of the key reasons United are falling short, Steve? What, defensive midfield play? I'm just talking about Fellaini and Matic and Bogba. All three of them started at the same time. Yeah, well, it's, it's sort of a, it's a solid, it's a solid, and all you would expect that to happen after that would be they would they would push it forward. There wouldn't be much overlapping or much movement. Fellaini just plugs himself in the middle like a maypole and just sort of knocks it about, doesn't he? Matic is Matic is a great defending midfielder. Um, he's got a good distance shot, um, but the, the Alexis is the issue really. He doesn't know what he is. He just seems to float about and pass it um, instead of being in the box. He's more sort of supplying the ball, and it's a bizarre role. He's so confused. Lukaku's a heavy player, but um, if you get ninety minutes out of him, it'd be, I mean that. I mean we're gonna beat them. Looking at that, but. A lot of them players are what you would consider, or Mourinho was saying, are off form. Do you think, uh, Johnny, that there is any place for Marouane Fellaini in, in a team like this? What do you see when he comes onto the pitch? You see someone that's you know is going to work hard, and then but you also know that the point in the match, where if he's come on as a substitute, is where they're just going to pump it into the box mm-hmm. and hope Fellaini's head gets onto it. And sort of seven times out of ten. He gets his head on it and, and they the, tend the, to get a goal. The irony is, this season, he's been one of the star players for Laney. He really has. He's been solid and consistent. And there's been even De Gea's not been very consistent this season. Only Fellaini and Luke Shaw, really. Most, and it, we, we pinch ourselves and think it's unreal that we're saying Fellaini is one of the consi- most consistent players of 2018 season. But it's, it's 
unfortunately true. Mm-hmm. One of the legacies of Moyes has ended up being one of our star players. <laughs> we didn't even pay £20 billion pound for him like the others. Well, we've got about a minute and a half left. Uh, let's speak to Johnny about the weekend. We, cause it, we, no Wednesday yes. club tomorrow, so it's uh, just a City show tomorrow. So let's preview uh, some United games. United against Newcastle. Johnny, how's it going to go? Uh, could Newcastle cause an upset like Brighton has done, like West Ham have done? to Manchester United Newcastle are going to win uh, 5-0 Philippe Albert is going to lob Peter Schmeichel and that's going to be that but um, <laughs> I, I doubt it's going to happen I think if you told me when I first started supporting Newcastle like 20 years ago that Newcastle and Man United in 2018 would have two Champions League winning managers I'd be like yeah that makes sense with the two <laughs> best teams in the country but now it is just uh, rubbish um, but I think Man United would probably be Romelu Lukaku hat-trick and a Kieran Clark own goal and that'll be that <laughs> that'll be that uh, Steve uh, your little prediction for us well th- if you want to beat United it's been proving you you hit us hard you, uh, you, you you keep coming at us constantly like Brighton did like uh, West Ham did and, it, and it's been proven and that is the way to undo um, any ta- uh, tactics from Mourinho so if they play like that if they dare to play like that they're in with a chance they are Johnny what's your Twitter for anyone who's keep up with what you're up to at the minute at Johnny Gabriel but don't bother <laughs> oh, I do bother Steve you got anything you want to plug you got a gig in around Manchester um, I can't remember <laughs> we're terrible aren't we just mention Carabao again oh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm send you some free stuff yeah they might do uh, thank you very much gentlemen Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.